The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 76, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be joined by MLBBro.com's managing editor, J.R. Gamble is going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Also, Jay Daniel has written a new book called Such Series about the, the 1982 season with the Brewers and the Cardinals will do that. Plus, getting robbed and much more. Let's go. Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. Shohei Otani's agent said that he's going to uh, explore free agency no matter what. He's not interested in really signing a deal with the Angels this season. He wants to go make the tour and have people throw flowers at him and and uh, oogles and oogles of money and meals and all that and say he's so great. And I don't blame him. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this. Because he probably wants to deal about $500 million. Remember, in the last minute, the Padres offered Aaron Judge $400 million. Otani has not only is he a, a, a fabulous pitcher and a hitter, but he has international uh, carte blanche. He can sell to Japan. He's going to make you money. I remember when Hideki Matsui was playing for the Yankees. The Yankees sold signage in the stadium. In Japanese, because all of his games were broadcast in Japan. Everybody who who traveled to New York from Japan or from Asia, guess what? Yankee Stadium was on their list of things to do. They wanted to go to the ballpark and to see Matsui play. Otani has the same kind of clout. But I'm going to tell you this. If you're the Angels, don't hold on to them. Don't play that deadly game. If I'm them, I make him a $500 million offer for 10 years 
And if he turns it down, guess what? I'm trading him the next day. I'm going to get something for a, a player of his ilk who can do so many things. There's no way I'm letting that guy walk to free agency. Remember what the Washington Nationals did. Juan Soto was offered $440 million. He turned it down the next day. It seemed like the next day he trade, they traded him and got a boatload. Once a guy turns down $500 million or, or $440 million, whatever the number is, you know he's not going to sign with you because anybody in their right mind would sign lickety-split. Number two. Manny Machado has announced that he's going to opt out of his 10-year, $300 million deal, you know, opting out of the last five years. He can do whatever he wants. He has an opt-out. If he doesn't want to do that or he thinks he's going to make more money, I get it. I'm just not sure why he would announce it now. I, just play the season. Why would you have to announce that now? What if you have a bad year? What if something happens, you get injured? I don't understand why you would have to put that on front street before the season even starts. He has a right to do it. I'm not knocking that. And the Padres got a chance, not only to win the NL West, they're loaded. They're loaded. Tatis Jr. comes back. They are pitching. I love that team. They signed Andrew, uh, they signed uh, Xander Bogarts from the from the Red Sox uh, to a big contract. Soto didn't play well for them. He's going to bounce back. What don't they have? They got three studs at the top of their rotation. Haters, their closer. They're not only winning the NL West. They're going to the World Series if everybody stays healthy. And I get it. You see everybody else cashing out. Getting big money. Aaron Judge got 360. You think there's more money out there? There's talk that Otani could get 50 million a year. I just would have held on to that for myself. Have another great year because remember, he did have a great year in 2022, uh, second in the National League in MVP voting. So uh Manny Machado, we'll see what happens. But man, you're in a great spot. Hopefully, uh you can stay with the Padres and maybe they can renegotiate that deal. How's that? That would be good. Number three. I don't. Are we talking about stealing signs or or juice? I, either way, there's Mookie Betts, the Los Angeles Dodgers star, who has now admitted that he knew the Red Sox were using live video feeds to steal signs, which is illegal by Major League Baseball. And Betts admitted to it. He said, "Yeah." Quote, everybody was, end quote. Um, but he said that uh, it wasn't the same as what went on in Houston where they're banging trash cans and, and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, he said, it, so they didn't do it. They did it every now and then, according to bets. It's kind of hard to remember. And he said, this is what I'm trying to say. People are trying to make it. Like, we're cheating. Give us credit. We had a good team. Give us some credit. We had a side young winners. We had MVPs. We had gold glove winners, silver sluggers. We had all that. Take that into account. And that's true, but it does sound kind of weird that you are admitting that some cheating was going on. And, of course, the Astros uh, paid the price for it. Uh, the manager was fired. The GM was fired. And, basically, they became public enemies number one. Uh, in Major League Baseball and still are to this day, despite them winning the World Series last year. So very interesting stuff. 
from Mookie Betts, uh, from the Dodgers, talking about his days with the Red Sox uh, back in uh, 2018. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Now let's welcome into the podcast. He is the managing editor of MLBbro.com, J.R. Gamble. J.R., welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Getting excited for another season. It won't be long now, about five weeks before opening day. Yep. And uh, people are excited about the upcoming baseball season. And I want to touch base with you about some of the stories, especially you know, that you would cover on your website, MLBbro.com, which, of sure. course, uh, you guys feature black and brown major leaguers. So let's start here with Aaron Judge, who, of course, set the American League record last year for home runs with 62. 
says that uh, why can't he hit another 62? I like that attitude. But mm -hmm. the Yankees are thinking about moving him to left field, that that would be better if he's in left field. He's a really good fielder, has a great arm. What do you make of Judge moving to left field? Well, I think Judge can play any of the outfield positions. He's certainly athletic enough. He's good enough. But earlier in the season, I'm confused. They were talking about um, Hicks being a position for the starting left field job, competing against guys like Willie Calhoun, Oswaldo Cabrera, Esteban Floreal, you know, giving the young guys a shot. But now they're talking about moving Judge to left. But just last week, Rob, Aaron Judge was spotted taking ground balls at first base. So we can't say anything definitive about what the Yankees are doing with their defensive positioning, but they have to figure it out soon. But is Judge capable of playing left field? Of course, he's probably in contention for a gold glove at that position. And last year, don't forget, he played a lot of games in center field. You can play sure. real. You can play left field, right? Definitely. He plays all three outfield positions well. All right. Um and and uh, what? Give me a number. I mean, nobody knows. Can he get to sixty again? Is that too hard? Will he have fifty? Will he have forty-eight? Give me a number uh, for what you think Judge will hit this year with the Yankees. Honestly, I think um, if they have a very successful season, that means he didn't have to carry too much of a burden. I think forty-four between forty and forty-four home runs. If he has great production, clutch hits, if he's getting on base. I'm not striking out. I don't think the home run total defines how great your year is, even though that's the defining statistic that we use in baseball. But if he can be hit, follow that up with a, cause that's a peak season, right? And we know baseball, you don't really have peak seasons all the time. Sammy Sosa is the only player in history to have back to back 60 home a season. So that's an aberration of sorts, just like judge breaking uh, Roger Maris's record that stood for so long, right? So 40 to 44 home runs, High production. I've got to see hundred over a hundred RBIs this year. No, no, none of those solo shots that I got to admit. Sometimes he has a tendency to feast on in late games. I want to see clutch, meaningful hits, and I think that's a great year. So I say between 40, 45 home runs realistically for Aaron Judge in two thousand twenty three with that fat bag and that new contract. He's got to be feeling good and loose. No doubt. Our guest is Jr. Gamble. He's the managing editor of MLBBro.com. If you haven't checked out the website, check it out. Let's talk about Marcus Stroman, who uh, the last time the WBC was around, he pitched for the United States. And this time around, the WBC World Baseball Classic is uh, Marcus Stroman will be pitching for Puerto Rico. What is this all about? Yeah, the Stro Show is going to PR. Of course, you know, Marcus Stroman, born in uh, Long Island, New York. His mom is actually Puerto Rican, which under the you know, rules of international, this WBC international event makes him eligible for both teams. So Marcus Stroman being the trendsetter, the individual, you know, go against the grain person that he is. He says, look, I'm going to represent for my mom. In 2017, he was basically the MVP, him along with MLB bro, Aaron Jones, Adam Jones. They lifted Team USA over a heavily favored um, Dominican Republic team. And then Stroman pitched seven shutout innings in the championship against Puerto Rico that they won eight nothing. So six years later, he says, I'm going to pitch for Puerto Rico. They can surely use him. He wants to play with guys like um, Baez, you know, Javier Baez, friends of, of his, who he's familiar with, with the Mets. 
his um former team. So yeah, that's what Stroh's gonna do. We I'd love to personally have him come back, defend the title, and then go. But you know, the years are going on. He's he, you know, he's getting up there in age. So he's taking this opportunity, and it's great that he's gonna go represent for his mom. I have no problem with it. Of course, being a team USA fan first, I would love to have such a clutch, you know, and, and strategic and mechanical methodical pitcher on the mound for us in those big moments because he knows how to get big outs, if anything. But, you know, congratulations to Stro and pitch well for Puerto Rico, just not against Team USA. There you go. And lastly, let's talk about Jordan Walker, mm. rookie third baseman with the St. Louis Cardinals who's been invited to spring training. And what a buzz about this kid. Uh, tell me about him for people who don't know. Man, another upcoming MLB bro, Rob Jordan Walker out of Stone Mountain, Georgia, 6'5", 220, 20 years old. He's um, MLB Pipeline's fourth-rated prospect. Uh, he's coming off an impressive season in 2022 with the AA Springfield Cardinals, 306, 68 RBIs. He almost had a 2020 campaign, so he's big, but he's long, and he also has speed, 19 homers, 20 stolen bases. At the double uh, A level, he ripped through the Arizona Fall League slash 286, 367, 558 slugging, just 21 games, five homers. He's he's six five and long, but like I said, he's athletic, he's fast, and he's a third baseman, which is rare. A black third baseman. Now, the last black third baseman I can truly remember was uh, you know Terry Pendleton. Um, but Terry Pendleton didn't have this guy's size. You don't really see a uh, black third baseman now. He's at Saint, in St. Louis, so Nolan Arenado's not giving up that gold glove spot anytime soon. But if he puts on a show this um, spring, he, they, they're going to think about bringing him up because he's advancing so quickly. And, and the Cardinals organization claims that by age 23, he could be the best power hitter in the organization. So the Georgia kid, we got a lot of MLB bros coming out of Georgia, coming out of that Marquise Grissom how can I put it? Um, group of kids that he's influenced all over the state of Georgia. He's a huge influence, former Major League Marquise Grissom. And Jordan Walker is one of the products of Marquise Grissom, the Georgia black baseball community and MLB's diversity program. So these shining stars like Michael Harris, Jordan Walker, they're not just big for baseball. They're huge for black baseball, MLB bros and the culture of developing these players and MLB's diversity programs, proving that if they put hands on these players in the time and give them the resources that, yes, we can produce outstanding black baseball players just like we have historically. So shouts to Jordan Walker. We hope he makes it with the Cardinals. And look out for him because he's something. He's one of those new breed of guys. He's something. Vaughn Grissom, Jordan Walker, Michael Harris. They're coming. Last thing, tell us about MLB, bro. You're entering your third year of existence. First two years, a, a lot got done, but it looks like you're moving forward and bigger things are happening. Tell people uh, about MLB, bro, for year three. Ooh, it's, it's been a it's been a grind and a joyful grind. This is our third year. Uh, we're definitely more visible. We're connecting with the baseball world, the different organizations within the baseball world that support black baseball. We're connecting more with the fans and the kids. We have a bunch of new staff members, young staff members, because remember, our purpose is to develop the next generation of 
black and brown sports um, MLB reporters, content creators, editors, photographers, videographers. So we have our special segments that are going to come back again via video. Take that black in the days facts where we talk about current and past black and brown players. Anything about black and brown baseball players, we have it covered like a blanket. We also have our MLB Bro Show mixtape podcast that is coming to iHeartMedia this year. That is the sound of black baseball. It's a unique mix and collaboration of hip hop and uh, baseball stories, new and old. And I think people will really love it. And we really stepped up our game. Of course, thanks to you. Of course, the driving force behind everything. We've created a family and 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 group of about 50, 60 employees that are of people of color and that want to be involved in baseball in some way. And now we're giving them an avenue. We're giving them a way to get involved. And we're blowing up the game and highlighting those black and brown players because we're not lost in history, despite the fact that there's only, you know, 7%. There's a big grassroots movement coming, and we want to be on the front line of that movement when those numbers start to peak and they're coming. So MLB Bro is here. We'll be at the All-Star Game again, covering the bros. We'll be doing different events and just trying to grow. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, please check out MLBbro.com because we can't thrive without an audience. And we I promise you there's something there, if you're a pure baseball fan, that you'll definitely like and something new that you'll learn about the black and brown players. It's not separating players by color. It's highlighting a group of players that are often overlooked and undervalued historically in this game. There you go, MLBbro.com. He does a great job running the site. Thanks for joining us here on Inside the Parker, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, JR. Anytime. Thank you, Rob. MLB Bro, because you need to know. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. 
Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto, if I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast. His name is Jay Daniel, uh, an author, uh, a former sports producer, and he's written a new book called Suds Series, Baseball, Beer Wars, and the Summer of 1982. Welcome to the podcast, Jay. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. and I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. Please tell us about this 1982 St. Louis in the Suds and Milwaukee with the Suds, uh, you know, the brew crew, the brewers, and of course, St. Louis. You can't go to St. Louis without seeing the Clydesdale. You go to Bush Stadium. We all know both of those towns are all about beer. Talk about the 1982 uh, World Series. It was a great season. It really was. I mean, and, and so the book covers the entire season, um, not just the World Series. And, and, um, I mean, the, the, you know, a study in contrast where you have the Cardinals that ran under Whitey and the Brewers that just bludgeoned people. Um, and 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 that made for really, really interesting uh, matchup in the World Series that year. Um, and it, it was just it was a fun season. That Brewers team has always fascinated me. Um, and I think if they had had a little bit more pitching, they could have gotten over the top. And certainly if they had a healthy Raleigh fingers, they could have gotten over the top. Um, but. That's it's a, a team that's fascinated me for years since that era. And I finally wanted to get down and just take a, a hard look at that season. And that's what I did. And it was a lot of fun. Talk about Whitey Herzog. He, I, I, I to this day think he was the greatest manager in baseball. He was innovative. You know, he managed a number of teams. He was he was with the white rat, always had the greatest nickname, Whitey Herzog. Uh, do you have anything about Whitey in this? Well, well, Whitey is absolutely the key to that series and the key to that season because not only did he build the Cardinals after he took over in 1980 when uh, Ken Boyer was fired, but he also had played a very large part in building the Brewers of that of that season too because in 1980, Cardinals and Brewers pulled off a huge trade and the Cardinals sent Raleigh Fingers, Ted Simmons, um, and um, – Pete Vukovic to the Brewers. So, I mean, Whitey, to, to, to your point about Whitey being a good manager, he traded away the 1981 and 1982 AL Cy Young Award winners and then beat that team in the World Series. That is pretty darn impressive when you talk about that. And those names uh, uh synonymous with St. Louis. Ted Simmons, are you kidding? Like, that's a 
If you walk into St. Louis and mention that name, everybody knows Ted Simmons. And yeah, he Whitey was not popular when he traded Ted Simmons. Ted was a, a really popular guy at the time, and there was a lot of debate about he, but he didn't fit Whitey's style. You know, I mean, he was he didn't have a lot of speed. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a great defensive catcher at that point. He could obviously could still hit. The man could always hit, but um, but yeah, it was uh that was a really controversial trade at the time. Um, but it certainly worked out, and it's tough to question the moves that Whitey made. I think uh, from the time he took over in 1980 until the time that he the season started in 82, I think he made like 65 player moves. Unbelievable. Just completely redid the roster. He was that kind of guy. Jay Daniel is our guest here on the uh, Inside the Parker podcast. And we're talking about his new book, Sud Series, Baseball, Beer Wars, and the Summer of 82. Talk about the Brewers. What stood out to the Bre- about the Brewers the most uh, in 82? They hit the ball a ton. They had the top three guys in the American League in hits on that roster um, with Cooper Molitor and Robin Yount. That's Robin Yount's breakout season where he wins his first MVP. Um, and uh, I mean, but but they also had a managerial change in the middle of the season. Buck Rogers started man started the year as the manager of the team, and there were some personality conflicts. He didn't really mesh with some of the guys on the team, and it kind of came to a head at the end of May. They let Rogers go and brought in um, Harvey Harvey Keene. And from then on, the the team absolutely took off. A lot of guys relaxed once Harvey Keene came in. And, you know, that's where the saying Harvey's wall bangers came from. And those guys absolutely did. They just bludgeoned the ball. They hit the crap out of the ball. Um, Gorman Thomas hitting a lot of home runs. Cecil Cooper was a fantastic hitter on that team as well. I mean, they had a ton of offense. Um, and they they were a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, with they had the, you know, the the scraggly guys with Gorman Thomas and Vukovic and and um and and then Ben Ogilvie was another guy who weighed like a buck eighty and could hit bombs. He led the American League in home runs in nineteen eighty, tied with Reggie. So they had a lot of talent on that team, um, and it, it was a shame that they couldn't have had a longer run. Yeah, definitely. That was uh, something. I almost forgot about Buck Rogers because he was the manager in Montreal Yep, right for a long time. And uh, Harvey Keene, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you need the right uh, manager to deal. We saw that with the Phillies this past year, right? They, they yeah. got rid of Joe Girardi, and people thought their season was over. And what happened? They made it to the World Series. Yeah. So and the, the the funny thing about that too is I grew up a big Phillies fan and I you know and when they fired Girardi I thought well that's not going to help anything I mean their their pitching still isn't that good they still can't field and Harper's still going to be hurt no matter you know no matter who the manager is and all of a sudden they completely turned it around so uh, Chuck went up for me not not knowing what I'm talking about on that yeah, one yeah I think I think you were with the masses though most people thought that they're throwing a towel and Girardi what are they doing. You know, Girardi won a World Series with the Yankees. He's a pretty darn good manager, but it didn't mesh with that group. And uh, but uh, t- uh, how can people get your book? It's fascinating. I definitely would love to uh, get a chance to read it. Where can people pick up your book? Uh, the, it's available on Amazon. Uh, but the big thing, if you want to save a little bit of money, it's 25 percent off right now. If you purchase it through the University of Missouri Press's website. Um, if you use the coupon code SUDS25, S-U-D-S-2-5. Um, so just go to their website and uh, look for it there. Or you could go to my Twitter feed. I'm at jdaniel2033. And my pinned tweet at the top of my feed has a link to it that uh, you can just go straight from there and order it. Man, congratulations on the book. I hope it does well. I need to pick up a copy. And, of course, I'm going to go for the 25% off because that's the Absolutely. Kind of- Absolutely, man. 
Thanks so much, Rob. No, thank you, Jay Daniel, and good luck with the book. Again, if you guys want to read about baseball, sounds like a good book. Baseball, Beer Wars, and uh, the Summer of 82. Yep, Suds Series, Jay Daniel. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close. Reason number 1,055 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. All you need to do is talk to Matt Stram. He's the uh, Phillies' newest reliever. He signed a two-year, $15 million deal in December, 31 years old. And guess what? He's a fan of baseball. Can you imagine a Major League player who actually is a fan of the game? And he does something that's pretty strange. Whenever he gives up a home run, he collects the card of the player who's homered against them. That's pretty amazing. That's a lot of fun. So he does that, and he gets them autographed. And so 39 players have homered a combined 42 times against Stram uh, in his seven-year career. And there's some uh, Hall of Famers there, too, potential Hall of Famers, and Miguel Cabrera, Freddie Freeman, you know, uh, people like that who have also homered against him. So uh, those are pretty special, and to get them all autographed. So here's a guy who actually plays the game and actually loves the whole baseball card thing and actually gets players to sign and he makes a collection out of them. I think that's pretty neat. Nobody's doing that in the NFL or in the NBA. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.